This week's episode of Here's What I'm Getting is brought to you in part by Pumpkin Spice Season. That's right. It's mid-August. Well, it's the beginning of August, but uh, Pumpkin Spice Season is creeping right around the corner. You guys are going to be fucking Pumpkin Spice and beers, Pumpkin Spice in your coffee, Pumpkin Spice in the backseat of your car ready to smother you to death and take your place and then live out the rest of your life with your family. Little do they know it's a Pumpkin Spice monster like that one book, that Goosebumps book. You remember when yeah. the guy turns into a plant? Yeah. Yeah. But that, but with Pumpkin Spice, it's fucking coming. Buckle up, everyone. <laughs> Welcome back to Here's What I Don't Get, from north to south, east to west, the only intercontinental podcast to tackle all of life's toughest issues and the longest consecutively running podcast on the See You Next Tuesday and Carl Podcast Networks. I am your host, Tad Bird, and joining me today in the most dangerous city in America, my friend right here in my house, Tim the Handlebreaker. Welcome right. back, Tim. I broke in. He did. He's still a little gun shy about the toilets out here. Uh, he, he was he was in the hallway last. He he hasn't gone to the bathroom. No, yeah, holding it in. He's been, been five holding, days. Five days, and uh, he had to actually go past the bathroom. He also smells bad because he won't shower because there's a toilet in there. Yeah, and uh, so Either they're connected to the same water system. <laughs> they are technically connected to the same water system. So. He was walking past the bathroom, and he was, like, back fully up against the wall. Uh, Mission Impossible style. Trying to sneak just in case. And I was like, Tim, it's not the toilet's not going to explode like that in this house. If anything's going to explode on you, it's going to be the, the glass wrencher that I installed. <laughs> uh, how are you doing, Tim? Uh, good. I have fully recovered from the last, the prior uh, city incident. Um that's good. You add, they, you have that chemical that the chemical wash to peel all yep. of the yep. skin off of your body. Yes. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, they had to uh, enter the body as well. Oh yeah. Some microbes got inside. That's gross. Uh, yeah. Man, what a! I <laughs> that was such a gross story. That was such a gross story. It gave me nightmares. Oh man. I would. Um, I would likely have killed myself. I. I. I, yeah. I would have just yeah. like. Dumb and Dumber right off a jetway and then jumped into one of the jet engines. Yeah, you joke, but I have been like slightly trepidatious about toilets. <laughs> Are you really? <laughs> yeah. I, a couple days Especially later, like public area ones. Yeah. A couple days later, I was watching uh, Fast and Furious. I think it's five. They blow oh, up. Oh, it's, it's five in, Bra- in, in, in yeah, Brazil, Brazil. They blow up the. Uh, sewer line and like this to guy to the back wall this guy yeah. goes into the bathroom and he like has just sat down and the entire thing explodes and i went and found <laughs> the clip on youtube and just and pulled just that little thing and i was like tim at the regional airport <laughs> <laughs> uh super gross super yep. gross yep. um last night we're so we're sitting at a poker table in my bar last night we had a big poker game bunch of people that i know out here yeah Tim came up, Trucking and Tucking came up, and um, uh, Trucking and Tucking came in third, I believe. Yeah, yeah. I, I won because I am the greatest poker player that has ever lived. <laughs> um, and then the guy who I saw so suggested that we were going to do this poker night, one of the guys I work with, and he was like, Oh, poker? I, I don't even know how to play poker. What's good? And so he dwindled down all of his chips, dwindled down all of his chips, yeah. and then just started fucking raking in giant pots. Yep. I yeah. knew you were full of shit. <laughs> he came in second. He did. Uh, those, it was a ton of fun. It was super fun. We drank out of a bunch of my handmade glassware. Yes. We got Royce. We watched Jurassic Park for some reason until yeah. three in the morning. 
Tim suggested that we watch the entirety of Jurassic Park yep. to test out my ambient backlight on the TV. Yeah, you got a new TV, and it's a nice TV, but you also got that ambient backlighting system. Yeah, that I just installed. It's yeah. uh, LED strips on the back, and it like there's a little camera that lo- that watches your TV and makes the background match kind of in color. The, and, the sides of the yeah. image, yeah. So it makes it a little bit more immersive, fun uh, viewing. So we watched uh, Jurassic Park, which Jurassic is cool. Park, yeah. All the like lightning flashes and stuff. That's come the best part. Corners. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I think that is better than when we went and saw Jurassic Park in 4D. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I just man, that was that that was an experience. Like they were all out of the smells except for like Sharpie, car, Sharpie, and yeah. uh, car exhaust, dirt, <laughs> dirt. Uh, the strobe lights faced the screen instead of the audience. Yeah. So it just lit up a screen and it like reminded you you were in a movie theater. And the um the haze didn't work, right? Yeah. There's no haze. There were yeah. no atmospherics like they were now, supposed to be. The I mean the the only good like bits of it were like the like the the butt kicker and the head kicker <laughs> and the like you, like the arterial spray and the gun. The, the little thing that uh, whacked you in the back of the ankles. Yes. Oh, yeah. The 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 rat tail kind mm-hmm. of things. Uh, the dildo uh, <coughs> part. Um, yeah, you were there's something constantly hammering your yeah, butt. Yeah. Well, how has uh, life on the road been for you, Tim? It's been it's been um, it has been a little tough. There's been some tough shows recently. Um, not anything on our part, of course. Yeah. Mixed stuff. It's all it's everything that surrounds it. Everything that like compounds. Like you got like shitty producers coming in trying to load in while you're loading out. Uh, on a show that is already was already a disaster because you're doing three shows at once with three different teams in three different areas of the country. And so you've got two brand new lifts that you've never used and four rental lifts. And one rental lift goes out during load in. And so you have to, you're, you're calling around frantically trying to find another one. And it's just, that turns in, turns into like a 12 hour day, which turns into a 20 hour loadout because the plane gets delayed by six hours, oh. even though it's a, like you could have been you, like, if I don't know how, I don't know how this has already happened to a, a, a handful of times, almost two handfuls of times, but where our plane is delayed so much that we could have just taken a car to back to where back, next back place. home or, or back home. Yeah. 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 Uh, and in shorter time than the plane would get there. That's miserable. That's why I hate flying, man. Yeah. You're so at, you're at completely at like the whims of what the uh, airline and the airport will do for you. Well, so you say that, but you're also at the whim of stupid people mm. because my last flight, uh, we were going to we were going we were flying to O'Hare, and it wasn't it was a direct flight. Uh, it was a two hour flight, so it wasn't bad. Um, flight was boarding at. Flight was supposed to board at like eleven thirty a.m., so it wasn't super early either, which was great. Mm-hmm. And then like eleven fifteen rolls around, they're like, "Yeah, we we're gonna delay the we're gonna have to delay the your guys' flight out because someone said they heard something funny when we were landing." Someone, so were, someone who's not an airplane mechanic engineer. Yeah, pilot. someone, some Karen just on the plane was like, "There was a loud noise when we landed." It sounded like a big piece of metal hitting the ground at a high rate of speed. Uh-huh. Can you take a look at that, please? Yeah. And so they had to um, pause our, they had to get everyone off their plane, send mechanics in, find out what was wrong with it. Spoiler alert. Nothing. nothing um, before we could get on the plane. You can just do that. You can just say, hey, there's something wrong with the plane. And they will. 
they, they'll ruin everyone else's day. They'll ruin day. everyone else's I day. I kind of want to start doing that. Yeah. Every every flight, just be like, hey, uh, that, that landing seemed a little rough. You might want to take a look at it. Yeah, or or like the asshole that's that's sitting across from you at the gate has the next flight out. Mm-hmm. Get him then. Yeah, the... Oh, I, I just, like... There needs to be someone at the airport. So when that lady comes by and says, "Oh, it sounded kind of funny," they can just belittle her yeah. into oblivion. Yeah. Like, what the fuck do you think you know? What yeah. what fucking weird noise? Do you like? What what are you? Why are you even fucking talking to me? <laughs> Go get on your next fucking flight and get the fuck out of my city. Yeah. Oh, you live here? Go get your shit in your house and get the fuck out of my city. The best part about the night where. The I think we were we were in Texas somewhere, so it was not it would not have been a um, a long uh, car ride home. Um, that was the night we, when I I was it was like two and one or two in the morning. I'm talking to you, you, you and trucking and talking about it because our plane's being delayed by like six hours at this point. Yeah. Um, when we finally get up to scan our passes and we're getting into the walkway, uh, I'd say like half to a third of the people are scanning their boarding pass. And instead of like the green beep, go ahead and walk along. It's, it's a red and on the guy's screen, it's like wrong flight, you know, reroute them to customer service. So like there, they, you waited six hours on to then find out as you're trying to get on the plane that you're not actually on that. Well, so it ended up being like a simple, like workaround on the, on their side. Hmm. Because I, it was it was only the mobile it was only the mobile boarding passes that were getting denied mm. because our flight had gotten delayed so much that it was the next day. Yeah. Oh, so it was it was like thrown out of a weird yeah, error. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Like, no, no, those people aren't supposed to be in yep, the state anymore. Yep. <laughs> They're supposed to have landed somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. With 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 dry socks. Why? Oh, you, did you not have dry socks when you got peed on by the by the toilet? Yeah. Gross. That's so gross, man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I didn't. Oh, sorry. I got shit I can show. I, I went and took a pumpkin making class, making glass pumpkins that apparently you can sell. I could sell a pumpkin like this one in my hand for mm-hmm. like $45. And uh, that's pretty fucking cool. It is. It's a way to yeah. quickly and easily make money. This one, this one would be $65 that's a little bigger, but um, the bottom got too thin, so it cracked all apart. But I was kind of pleased. Uh, one of the guys I work with, he was over, and I had just I just set these on this bar. Yeah. When I got home, didn't even say anything about them. Out of sheer laziness, it was like just that's where they're sitting. And he was like, "Man, this one's so fucking cool." And I was like, "Fucking take it, my friend." Yep. I don't. I don't have any need for it. I don't need four pumpkins laying around. <laughs> um. So that's been pretty cool. And actually, uh, the so I was talking to the two studio artists that work full time for the ga- the yeah. the place that I rent time. And they want to start filming how-to videos to show students and, like, oh, get sure, more sure. of a YouTube presence. And I was like, oh, I, I've got a 4K camera at home, and I, I've done some video editing. And they were like, oh, you're hired. Yeah. So <laughs> next week, not this week, but next week, I'm going to be going out there and filming um, them make a couple of pieces and then editing it together, throwing some narration on it, and putting it out on the Internet to... And then if they like it, that might end up start. I might be able to start making money doing that, which then I'll take and give them right back to, <laughs> for, for to do free class. We were talking about an hourly rate, and I was like, "Well, I kind of like an hourly rate that's 
I, I was I, well, I said I wanted to take it in trade, so I'll do yeah, like an hour, an hour for filming an hour. And, and video editing for an hour in the studio. Yeah. And they're like, uh, we don't really want, want to do trade anymore because we've had these issues with people in the past and yada, yada. But we can just pay you an hourly rate that an hour of your time sure. editing is worth is the yeah, same. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's a pretty fucking good hourly rate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, all I have to do is sit here and edit some video at home in my basement and then... I can go fuck around hot molten glass. It's gonna be yeah, it's gonna yeah. be dope. I'm really looking forward to it. Nice. But anyway, uh, you ready to get into some issues? Uh, I am, and it's very. I'm very glad that you. Uh, um, we're just talking about editing video. Yeah. Because that goes right into my issue this week. Here's what I don't get: the speed of nine to five. Now look, Dolly. Dolly had a point. You know, working nine to five. What a way to make a living. Yeah. Uh, Always taken and no given. Yeah. Yeah. It's enough um, to drive you crazy if you let it. Yeah. Now, there's three of us in this room. Actually, there's only two of us in this room. Well, you've got like an Truck open, you've got like an open floor room. plan. Well, that's the living room. <laughs> this is the bar. Um, I, I, we've gone through over this the entire time yeah. you're here. Please call the rooms their proper names. <laughs> You've got an open floor plan. It's a studio apartment. <laughs> um, three full-time working men. Mm-hmm. How many of us work at nine to five? None of us. None of us. Now, occasionally we work nine to five. I've been working nine to five this summer. It's been great. Well, actually, I've been working like 11 to three. Yeah. That's been my, pretty yeah. much my average yeah. all summer. But sometimes you do work at nine to five. Yeah, I do sometimes. Yeah. Uh, trucking and trucking. Occasionally a nine to five. Not in the last four years. Not, so, so he's had a, yeah, he, he has a nine to five schedule on a, on a third shift rotation. Yeah. Yeah. On third shift rotation. Um, whenever I'm home, um, and go to the office, it's a eight to five. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are familiar with the workings of, we are, we all, we all have, of course have worked nine to five jobs other jobs that we've yeah. had before have been nine to fives um but i've never had i haven't had an office mm-hmm. nine to five yeah before uh um, where you just have to go sit in a room for eight hours and then yeah so so i was gonna say like what, what would you say is the number one thing an office nine to five person does the answer's emails. Yes. Yeah. Browses Facebook. Yep. Now, if I were to send you an email right now, mm-hmm. how long would it take you to get it? Uh, seconds. Yeah. How long would it take you to read it? Seconds. How long would it take you to answer it? A minute. Not in a nine to five. It doesn't. <laughs> it takes you hours. Oh, oh boy. It takes you, uh, if not hours, it takes people days and weeks to read emails in the uh, the corporate nine to five. Oh yeah. So we have a door to our theater that it says like authorized personnel only, right? Uh-huh. It's a, it's a door into the backstage hallway, but the backstage hallway is also, um, that leads you to the scene shop. Yeah. And there are several offices in the scene shop and offices in the back hallway. Uh-huh. When stuff is supposed to be delivered, no one can ever find those offices because there there's no signage that you can go through that door and find them. Okay. So we put in a request at like the beginning of the year to get a sign that was like room one fourteen, 
person's name, room 115, person's name, room 116, person's yeah. name. Because we have little ones outside on their actual office doors. But you can't but you even find that. already in yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the person put it in and then two weeks later followed up and then two weeks later followed up. And so the guy was the guy said, oh, yeah, we'll have your sign by the end of June. Well, it's now the beginning of August and we still don't have the fucking sign. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, what the fuck are you doing every day, guy? I, I think it's some sort of like cultural uh, mass hysteria thing. Mm. And by culture, I mean like the culture of the office. Oh, I think yeah, there's abs- you're absolutely right. Uh, because this this is a kind of a kind of a side tangent, but um, these shows that I've been uh, the, the, these shows that the, the company I work for does is is the big large scale conventions, thousands mm. of people in a convention center, um, and sometimes the people that go to these conventions are people that teach other people how to from like how to read up to like how to get into college, how to do the thing that you, that they're good in their industry. Yeah. 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 Um, but you know, we do these things for teachers sometimes and it's thousands of teachers, the same teachers that when you're in school teach you to walk on the right side of the hallway, don't stop in the middle of the hallway and congregate to talk to people. Mm -hmm. Um, don't like block people's ways, you know, don't crowd in front of a doorway because now the people can't get through the doorway yet you get a thousand, 2000 teachers in a convention center. And what do they fucking do? They fucking stand in every doorway in little yeah. groups. They just, they walk five abreast down yeah. the hallway. So you can't dodge past them Yep, and they walk fucking slowly too. Yes. I, that's what I hate about conferences. People will walk slowly five abreast. So you can't even like, yeah. Dodge between groups of people, just yeah. fucking chatting and. And I can't, I can't, I can't burst my way through them in in order to get to what I or the emergency I need to get to because then because then I'm getting fired, you know. Yeah. Um. You can't so, walk behind him and go, bitch move, <laughs> bitch move, <laughs> fucking move, you fat bitch. <laughs> I can't say that out loud. I can think it. So, but that goes that just goes to say like, um. I think it's sort of like this, like when you get people like it's a, it's a learned thing, right? You get people in a group and it's, I'm not responding to emails immediately because this person doesn't respond to emails immediately. Mm-hmm. You know, if someone else isn't responding to my emails immediately, I'm not going to respond to their email immediately. Um, I don't know. It's, I still haven't, you know, cause I'm still sussed out why that is. Yeah. yeah. I, I try and reply to emails as soon as I get them, unless Unless it's something that's not an emergency. To me, so yeah. to me, you send me an email, and that means it's not an emergency. Like my phone, uh, my email for work comes to my phone, but I have it set up to go to Do Not Disturb after yes. 8 p.m. Yeah. and all day on weekends. Yeah. If you email me about work on a Monday, on a Saturday or Sunday, you can go fuck yourself. Um, if it's really so important that you need my immediate attention and assistance, you have my fucking phone. You have my number. Yeah. 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 Um, which would also annoy me, so it better, it better be important. Yeah. But yeah, you get like these corporate things where you, I'll get emails back a week after the fact to something small. What were you doing for the whole week? Does yeah. it not bother you to have the little you know icon mm-hmm. there next to Outlook that's like you have seventeen unread emails? Yeah. Uh, I think they must get off of it. Yeah, I think the I think the corporate culture is 
because so many jobs, so many jobs don't need to be 40 hours a week. Like a lot of those office pod people that are in there, they don't need to be in that office from nine to five, five days a week because there's only about 14 hours of real work Mm -hmm. that they can do. But the company is not not going to be like, we're not going to pay you $60,000 a year to do 14 hours a week, work a week. You need to be here. And so they give them like little make ready reports and shit. And so then the the other way to hide your efficiency so that you don't get bothered with more work is to kind of delay in replying to emails. And that's one of the things I like about my job. Um, like there are weeks now where there are weeks where it'll be 60 hours a week when uh, the, this renovation ends and we have shows again. Those weeks are going to suck. But they're really being nicely balanced out right now because for most of the summer, yeah. I've worked a lot of half days and I have taken not a lot of vacation time. Because my boss understands that we work in theater, we don't work a nine to five. Yeah. Uh, if I have my my email on my phone, there's so much of that just email stuff I can do from anywhere. I could be out on the fucking river and, and answer a quick email about a question about an mm-hmm. upcoming show. But so now is the time to just kind of like fuck off early, fuck off at three p.m. The, the days that I have stayed late at work to like five or six p.m. Yeah. is usually because there's somewhere that I'm want to want to go after work, and it's you kind of you kind of just biding your time. Yeah, yeah, it's closer to stay at work and go there directly than to yeah. go home. And so, like I like Thursday, I went to this pumpkin making class. The glass studio is close to my theater, and it's it's a little bit further away from my home. So I just fucking sat at work until four 30 and then went and had dinner, went over to the class, had a good time yep. and went home. Um, so I put in a whole day that day, but then other days, like I, I just fucking don't. And it's fine. I, there was that book I read many years ago, uh, bullshit jobs by David Graber. And he mm-hmm. talks about, he talks about like the fact we have this make busy work and jobs don't need to be, a 40 hour a week affair, but yeah. we just kind of have to do it because, yep. um, that's the way the, that's the, that is the expectation is that you're there because of this like weird need to be yeah. present. Uh, we're drinking Coke zeros. They still kill everything. There's actually no alcohol in any of these drinks. And I have water in this, this fine handmade glass. Yep. Um, so um, let me, let me read an example from my email, my work email. Um, A couple of days before the 19th of last month, boss says to me, hey, I need you to take these videos that mm-hmm. are uh, a whole day's worth of conference. I need you to cut them down into the individual bits. And then when you're done with that, render them all out, name them, upload them to the, uh, the cloud. They upload them to the cloud, send them to the client. It's a like, sure thing. So I spend two, three days doing this work, uh, which is incredibly tedious. If anyone yeah. has ever uh, done render video render work, once you hit render, like you have to find something else to do because yeah, you, your computer's done. Your computer's done, and like this is like this takes me like maybe five minutes if something's wrong to cut open to like cut a section out and then render it, and then fifteen minutes to render it. And I'm stuck. So I, I was second day. I, I brought a book. I'm like, I'm looking through. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, I, I I read at work all the time because there's so many things where you have to like be physically present and be available if yeah. you know a fire starts. Yep. But 
I don't really have anything to do. I man, I, yeah, I remember. I remember doing video editing in, in college and stuff, and and so there was. I did this one project. I was building a bunch of projections for a show, and it was my spring break. I skipped. Um, I skipped. Uh, I didn't go anywhere for my spring break, and I just sat in my apartment and I built all this projection yep. content. And then the Sunday, I finished everything on Sunday. The gig was the following Friday. And I had just queued up all of my projections yeah. and put them into Adobe Media Encoder and hit export yep. and then let my computer sit there and reach about 600 million degrees while it processed through all the... And it took like 28 hours for yeah. it to happen. And so then I was going to class again with no computer because my computer mm-hmm. was absolutely... Func- it was functionally useless. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, and... It, you almost need like a whole separate rig. You need to be able to like you need work a on this one yeah. and then you can go over to this one and work on the next batch yep. and go back and forth. Yeah. I, but you had to be there. You had to wait for it to end so you could yeah. upload it to the cloud. Anyway, so I finished, I finished the thing uh, early, early in the morning of the 19th. Everything's done. Everything's uploaded. Everything's named what it needs to be named. Everything's done. 8.36, I send, I send the email to the client. Here's the videos. If there's anything else you need, let us know. I get an automatic email reply. Mm-hmm. I am out of the office until blah, 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 blah. God, I hate those. I, Yeah. But then about 10 minutes later, that person sends me an email. Says, hey, thank you for doing this. When I clicked on the link, it says I was unauthorized and I am unable to gain access. So uh, I spent a few minutes trying to figure out what's going on. I just resend the invite. That was the 19th, uh, about before nine in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and you only just got a reply, uh, two and a half weeks later. The next day, my boss says, uh, sends, uh, an email just says, Hey, uh, please check this again. Uh, let us know if you need to, if you need like step-by-step instructions on how to access the stuff, an email. Hey, thanks for reaching out. I'm still uh, not in my office. I'm off site. Uh, but I, so this is gosh, 11 in the morning. This person has already scheduled time tomorrow to work through emails and play catch up with everything. Mm-hmm. So this person has already decided I'm not even looking at my emails the rest of the day. It's 11 in the morning. <laughs> Granted, they're offside, but they've got a phone. They, they've got their phone. Yeah. They've got a laptop. Yeah. Um, or, and, or you could just not reply to the email at all. Yeah. Until you get to that time where you can actually do your fucking yes. job. Um, so that was the last email. That was July 20th. Four days ago. <laughs> Four days ago was the next email. Mm-hmm. Hey, I was, you know, I was on vacation or whatever. Could you send me the new link or whatever? So the 20th through four days ago was the second. Mm-hmm. So that's, uh, I'd say 12, 12 to 13 days, day, 12 days, yeah. 12 days in between emails, 13 days, 13 days in between emails. Holy shit. Two, two weeks, two Full functional weeks. Mind you, when this was sent, I am on the road now. Mm-hmm. 
So there's no way to even follow up because you're Yeah. <laughs> the other thing that I'm sure is frustrating is, do you think anyone's going to fucking watch those videos? Absolutely not. I have done that where I've had to process video recordings of a thing and then put them out there. And then you go look at it and it's like, oh, uh, yeah, no one ever fucking watched this. Or, you, or I'll get a follow-up email, you know, a year later, like, hey, we're having problems accessing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I sent when I sent you the original files a year ago. I said that I'm making this folder no longer available yeah. in, you know, it'll after eight months it'll no longer be available. So download download it now, and then I'm gonna pull it and put it on my archive. If you yeah. want the archive now, I have to. That's gonna be on my leisure because I don't just keep my archive drive hooked into my computer 24 hours a day. Um. And man, I the out of office replies. Holy shit, do I hate those? Because it's not a hell. I, I'm not. It's not a text message, right? If I shoot you a text message, I expect you to see it within ten or fifteen minutes. Like I expect that it buzzed in your pocket, and you're like, uh, "What does Tab need?" When I send you an email, an email to me is something you can get back to sometime within. 48 hours yeah 72 hours maybe uh-huh um and it's nothing super time sensitive yeah unless we're in this like flow of conversation so when i fucking send an email and i get that oh sorry i'm out of the office until monday september 1st you if you need something like i thank you for just like making because i sent the email right now and, i have to forget about it until september 1st yeah well i sent the email and then Immediately, my computer and my phone are like, bzz, bing, yes. and I'm like, oh, I wonder what this. Oh, it's a fucking out of office yeah. reply. That's completely, uh, completely unrelated to to what I need. Like, yeah. I didn't expect you to be in your office. That's why I sent this as an email. Yeah. Uh, I wish there was a way. I wish I wish there was a way in your email client to be like, clickety clackety, um, re- auto reject, auto uh, yeah. out of office replies. Yeah. yeah. So here, here's here's the here's the finale to this email chain. The next day, uh, I crawl into the office after a long day's work and mm-hmm. long late flight home. Crawl into the office at 8 in the morning. 8.15, I sent a new link. I told I told them exactly what the link will be titled because I tested the link on a different on, on one of my personal emails. Yeah. Tested it. Tested, uh, so I told them in quotations, here's what the email is called. Uh, here's who. Here's the email it's going to come from. Check your spam folder, because I have no idea who, how, uh, like, computer literate this person is. Obviously not at all. Yeah. Since it's taken two, three links to make this fucking thing work. Yeah. Uh, I say you. You just need to log in with your, with this email address. Use mm-hmm. this email address you are using to log in. If there's any issues, let us let me know. An hour later, which could be a time thing, could could just be they get in at nine instead of eight like you know like yeah. i do uh no link can you check if my email is if my email has been spelled correctly i know that has happened before I, so i literally copy pasted your email out of this yeah of course it because <laughs> um i resent it made double check the the email anyways um, I'm doing, uh, so I'm sleuthing, seeing what could go wrong. I'm, I'm assuming it's it on their, their company's end. Yeah. I find a workaround to, to send, to just send the, uh, authorization link 
in the email, mm-hmm. in an email, a copy paste link in an email. Yeah. So 1023, I say, if that doesn't work, can you try using this link? It should direct directly get you in. That was 1023 in the morning. You know when I get responded that this that, that hey, this link worked. Thanks. Four, four o'clock. 8.30 in the morning the next day. So what were they doing all day? I don't know. And then, and all this work, all this work, and it's going to be, it's never going to be watched it's gonna again. It's going to be it's completely be forgotten. Yeah. Ugh. What a, what a fucking nightmare. Yeah. And, and like you said, what are you doing? What are you doing in the, after, what was that last, 8.23 and 11, 11.15, that was your last email they replied to at 8.30 the next day? Yeah, yeah. Like, did you just fuck off for the yeah. rest of the afternoon? Like, I can easily, with my job, I have an office that I spend almost no time in because I have a whole theater that I can go fuck off in or I go work on a project in the scene shop. Yeah, I am not usually on a computer in Ex- even when I'm doing a nine-to-five day. So I get that, like, maybe I don't, I'm not replying to emails right away, but usually, I, so when I get to work, I go to my office, look and see if there's anything important in the email Usually I'll hit that around lunchtime and then I'll usually hit it at five on my way out the door and reply to the last couple of things. I guess this person's just like, they come back from lunch and they're like, not fucking looking at yep. this thing. <laughs> uh, close that down. Uh, I'm just going to sit here and stare at the ceiling. Yeah. For like, the, And I get it. I love fucking off uh, on the clock as much as possible, man. I watched uh, the Plink review of Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Seagull a yeah. couple of days ago. Because I, um, I had, I like started it while I was eating lunch and then I finished eating lunch and realized I had nothing better to do. So I just let it keep playing. Um, yeah, it's, I, man, I just, I hate fucking office drones so much. I hate them all. I hate the way that like our world has been built to accommodate them, them yeah. which is, and so much more inconvenient to people like us and especially now in the post. Uh, so but last time we had this poker night and I went to Walmart to get these box fans, like $20 box fans. Yeah. Cause I wanted to put two in this window in my bar blowing out and one in the window out the front porch blowing in. So I could, you know, have this nice little draw and keep too much smoke from building up and yeah. like, getting into the table and the furniture and stuff and also kind of keep it clean air for the guys that weren't smoking. And so I, I got that and I picked up, uh, some diet Coke, some Coke zeros and I picked up cat litter cause the cat litter that I buy is only available at Walmart out here. It, it was available at Winco in Tulsa, but none of the grocery stores here have it that I found. So I had like those those big things, and then it's it was the beginning of the month, and I was like, oh, I'm, I have to go grocery shopping anyway because I'm short on blah, 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 blah. Let me go ahead and uh, do all that shopping here so that I don't have to make two trips. So I went through the grocery area and got a handful of groceries, and I pull up to the self-checkout, and the, the woman managing the self-checkout is like, uh, you need to go over to 14 or 15. And so I go over to 15. Lady at 15 is like, oh, I'm closed. Now turn your fucking light off. Don't fucking have the light <laughs> on. Don't have this bitch telling me I need to come over here if you're fucking not going to fucking scan my shit. Yeah. So then I go over to the other one, and I'm I, there's a guy at the 
the thing. He's got his stuff piled a foot high, like he's never fucking loaded a conveyor belt at a grocery yeah, store. Before. He's going vertical, not horizontal. Yeah, and and still has half a cart full of shit. And then there's a guy behind him who has a full ass cart, and then there's me. And the teller is this mouth breathing retard who like he's picking up a thing and he looks at the front of it and he looks at the back of it and he looks at the side of it and he finds the barcode and then he flips it over boop and then he puts it in the bag and then he picks up the next thing he looks at the front of it Mm -hmm. he looks at the back of it he finds the barcode boop and he said and i'm just like i just wanted to go like ah he hasn't he hasn't learned how to put in the like times ten button yet, or to just yeah. kind of instinctively know where the thing is. Just boop boop boop. So uh, I I I look over and I see the self checkouts are fucking devoid of people, yeah, and yeah. there's just this little stanchion barring me from going over here. And so I try and push over to the thing, and the woman that told me I needed to go over to fourteen and fifteen comes over and cancels my order in the middle of me ringing it out. And proceeds to tell me that after 7 p.m., carts that full are not allowed in the self-checkout area. And I try and draw out of her why that is, Mm -hmm. because it's a fucking stupid rule. And it's one of those things where nine to five people come and do their grocery shopping at 530. Yeah. person like you who wants to shop and it wasn't it was maybe 8 8 30 it was and fucking walmart closes at 10 p.m now so you can't even like go shopping in the middle of the night which was when i used to like shopping yeah and so she just keeps repeating uh carts that full I can't go through the self-checkout after seven and, and is not understanding the questions being asked of her so i i look at her i look at my cart i look back over at the line that i was just in that now has more people with more shit First guy still getting fucking run. Of course, out. yeah. Uh, and I look back at my cart and I looked at her and I said, "Well, have fun putting all this shit away again." And I fucking walked right out the front door and went to a different grocery store and got my groceries. I had to go to Walmart and get, get the fans, but I went to a different Walmart and I was just like, you know, three years ago I would have been able to come to a Walmart at three in the morning. Yep. And fucking shop to my heart's content, and then if I had to go through a person scan thing. I'd be the only so fucking person yeah, in the store, yeah, yeah. but I'm there at eight, eight o'clock. And someone pointed out that it was like the first Monday of the month or something, or maybe it was the first of the month. And so it was like food stamp day. Yeah. And that's why everything was fucking swarmed. And cause the groceries were all fucking gone. And I was like, Oh, that good. That makes fucking sense. Now I, and I, I'm just, I hate, I hate how narrow the times are because office drones need to have convenience. And, other people want to also work office drone type jobs like trucking and tucking. I worked for this, uh, party supply store, Yeah, but after high school and before college and our hours were Monday through Saturday, nine to five. Mm-hmm. So we got Sundays off and then we had one random day off a week. Yeah. So like I, I had Monday, I had typical 40 Tuesdays, hours. Tuesdays yeah. and trucking and tucking had Wednesdays or vice versa. One of us had Thursday. I don't remember, but you only got you never had a real weekend. You just no, had two no, individual yeah. days off and people would always come in right at five <sighs> to try and get stuff. Or like they'd be walking up as we were leaving at five 30 because, because they just got off they got work. work yeah. And I kept arguing like we shouldn't be, Oh, we shouldn't open at 9am. We should open at 11am and stay open until seven. seven. Yeah. Cause that's when people shop. And it's like, well, I, but I don't want to work until seven. I want to work nine to five. 
Fucking why? <laughs> it, 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 you would probably you probably get more business in the hour between five and seven than yep. you do in the hours between nine and eleven, and and that was why we were fired basically. <laughs> <laughs> we had too many good ideas. <laughs> uh, uh, I think the the full cart thing is is uh, anti theft is, is a quote anti theft measure. Oh yeah, it's definitely um, it's definitely. An anti-theft thing. Yeah. It's definitely a streets, a problem with the streets, Tim. <laughs> um, anyway. Well, I guess that brings us to the middle of our episode, which means it's time for... Cet épisode vous est présenté en partie par le réseau de nouvelles Rikida. Définitivement pas de fausses nouvelles. Well, Tim, what news do we have today? I got some news for you, too. I don't know how many you brought in. I got a couple. I got a couple. Um, uh, I'm going to show you the headline real quick of this one because I, I did not listen to last week's episode. Not okay. sure if you have covered manatees recently. Uh, I think we did talk about you that. You talked about manatees. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it was a big story. Look, manatees are big these days. But I bet you, you didn't talk about this. Eight members of a family that run recycling centers across Southern California are facing felony fraud charges related to allegations that they smuggled 178 tons, 178 tons of recyclables from Arizona in order to take advantage of California's recycling That's programs. That's a fucking plot of an, a Seinfeld episode. Oh my uh, God. Over the span of eight months, the United States Department of Justice investigated several recycling centers around Riverside County and found that the operators redeemed $7.6 million worth of aluminum cans and plastic bottles that were brought over illegally from the neighboring state of Arizona. Uh, the eight people, all said to be family members, were charged um, in part of a large ongoing initiative by CalRecycle to identify and arrest those who tried to defraud California residents of recycling redemption credits that are meant to encourage the use of their redemption value program. California will hemorrhage money into literally everything, and uh -huh. then someone games that system, and they're like, oh, "What?" Yeah, and and have to go like press federal charges. Yes, and uh, Tab already said, in case you are not aware, um, this the, this discrepancy in the state by state recycling redemption became the subject of a Seinfeld episode back in 1996 when Kramer and Newman uh, concocted a scheme to take a truckload of recyclables to Michigan to cash in on the 10 cent deposit return. Yeah. They're like drinking a soda and like I think Kramer realizes that the Yeah, he looks at the he looks at the, can, yeah. And it says somewhere on here. I I've never lived in a state. We used to visit um family in Iowa and Iowa has a a can deposit. So, you know, you pay like an extra 60 cents on a when you when you buy a 12 pack of but soda. But then you get it back when you recycle it. But right? you never get it back cuz you buy another one. That's the thing is like it's just it's just money that doesn't exist. It's just yeah. floating in the ether. Yeah. Uh, it's it's fucking stupid. I'm glad I'm glad I've never lived in a state that has it because it would it's just everybody want to talk, wants to talk about how we need to have a living wage and shit. It's like the government's literally just charging you ten cents to have a can, yeah, to have a can to rent a can that has soda in it or or beer in it or mm -hmm. whatever in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And meanwhile, in other states, they're just like recycle it, don't recycle it. We don't give a fuck. And a lot of places like here. Uh, I have a I have a green bin. I have a brown bin, a green bin for for like grass clippings, mm -hmm. a brown bin for landfill, and a blue bin for recycling. And and do you know what truck picks them up? The same one. The same fucking one picks up all three and just yeah. dumps them in the back and drives off. And it's like, 
Well, it's, why? It's, it's like the um, like like I've I've, I've I always love seeing the picture of like the trash can in a public area, and it's like half green, half blue, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like the recyclables go here, the trash goes here, and someone just like takes it off, and it's just a lid with a divider on the top, not actual divider in the contents of the bag oh, yeah. or anything. Yeah, just it's one not bag two different. Yeah, out. yeah, yeah. The 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 place I work, we have blue bags and clear bags, but I know where the dumpsters are, and there's yes. only the one. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, both bags get put in the dumpster. Or like uh, um, back in Tulsa, there's the Mother Road Market. Mm-hmm. Have you seen their trash can system? It's like mm, no eight bins. Oh yeah, I do remember that now. Where it's like this is this is plastics. This is this. This is like food waste. This is yeah. land compostables. Uh-huh. It's just yeah, it's fucking exhausting. Yeah. I gotta go. I got. I got. I ate this food. Now I have to sort through this and figure <laughs> out what goes where. <laughs> Fuck off. Oh, I. <clears throat> I hate recycling so much. Uh, I got one here from Dad Cucks. An Iranian woman who stabbed Las Vegas man during sex over Qasem Soleimani assassination uses prior rape to avoid jail time. A woman born in Iran avoided jail time this week despite stabbing a man during sex. She was set free after saying that the stabbing was motivated by a U.S. drone strike that killed an Iranian leader and a previous rape. <laughs> this is like this is like something that would happen in a D&D campaign. And you're like, yeah, um, I challenge based on, a, based on this, like foreign policy thing and the fact that I was raped as a kid and the dun- dungeon master's like, all right, roll for it. Uh, and, they roll and they're like 20. 20. It works. Somehow. Yeah. Somehow. Uh, I give up. Nika Nikubin was accused of stabbing a Las Vegas man who she met on the plenty of fish dating website. Police said the couple went to the Sunset Station Hotel in March of 2020, and then they engaged in sexual activities when she blindfolded Daniel Trevino and reached in her purse, pulled out a knife, and stabbed him twice in the neck. The 23-year-old University of Texas Dallas student told police that the stabbing was revenge for the January 2020 assassination of top Iranian General Qasem Soleimani outside of Baghdad Airport, ordered by Donald Trump. Nikubin told the police, I mean, the U.S. killed Soleimani. Lots of blood spilled, so I feel like it's fair that American blood be spilled. Did that guy have anything to do with it? <laughs> I bet it's he did. It's thinking just a crazy yeah. bitch that wants to fucking, wanted to fucking stab a guy, and now you're backtracking and trying to figure, and what fucking, so they told the 8th, 8th Judicial District Court, I would like him to know that my actions on the night of the incident had nothing to do with him personally. He did not deserve what happened to him, and I hope that this apology will aid in his healing journey. You know what um, aided his healing journey? Not being stabbed. <laughs> uh, she added that her arrest was a wake-up call and freed. She would stay under close supervision of her parents. Uh, it was rape when I was 18 by another student. I did not realize the impact it had on me. And yeah, that, uh, the yeah, fucking yeah. courtroom would just ate that shit up and was my like, rape PT, my rape PTSD made me kill a guy for gut for. <laughs> I don't think she killed him. I think she just stabbed or, him. And, and wounded yeah, him. my rape PTSD made me stab a guy for political reasons. <laughs> it's it's insane. It's insane. It's fucking insane. Yeah. The they should have thrown. They should have like because you came up with this cockamamie story. We are sending you to the deepest federal prison that has ever been constructed, yeah. and you will stay there forever. You psycho bitch. Well, uh, I've got a news story. Uh, from Hollywood, uh, fans of Disney Plus and Marvel will be uh, excited to know that uh, hit streaming series WandaVision uh, was just announced to have an upcoming physical release. Physical with an F. Yes, physical with an F. Uh, it's coming out in a, in a nice uh, handy-dandy steelbook 
um, version. There's a full slip uh, and then also a exclusive uh, steelbook cover. Um, the thing is uh, that so the they're marketing this as like it's the it's a historic because it's the first time that a, a MCU Disney Plus series is going to be uh, available out on physical media. Mm-hmm. Uh, except it's not because the steelbook contains no actual discs. So it's just a shelf decoration? Yes. <laughs> On September 27th, the steelbook comes out and will not include Blu-ray or DVD discs. And it is also unclear if a digital download will be included. So you just so get for $37.99, you get a steelbook, uh, some postcards, some pictures of the characters from the show, a envelope or a folder, sorry, a folder, mm. like a middle, middle, like the kind you would have in third grade with the Ninja Turtles on it. Yeah. But this one's got WandaVision on it mm. um, and a couple of stickers. And if you want to watch the show, you have to pay $15 a month right. to Disney to, Plus. To watch it on Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah. That's fucking insane. I, I, and the worst part about this is, is it like people will buy these? Yes. People will buy these. If I ever meet a person with this deal book, uh, I'm just going to never talk to them again. I'm. Oh, yeah. I have. You have. Is this the WandaVision steel book? Yes, it is. All right. Um, Here's how. Here's going to. I'm going to go ahead and delete your number from my phone. Let's never talk again. Mm-hmm. Talk to you later. Yeah, that is. What a fucking scam that is. Wow, those Marvel fanboys, they're all they're all kind of mentally retarded. Yeah. I've got one here from Indiana. A mother of two in Indiana died after guzzling roughly 64 ounces of water in just 20 minutes. Ashley Summers, 35, daughter from... Oh, yeah, you, died can, you can die from water poisoning. People don't know this. water toxicity shortly after spending yeah. a leisurely day at Lake Freeman. On the last day of her trip, she felt lightheaded and had a headache, symptoms of dehydration, but no amount of water could satiate her thirst. She drank the equivalent of four 16-ounce uh, bottles... When Miss Summers returned home, she collapsed in her garage, having suffered severe brain swelling, which and never regained conscious consciousness. Like to be honest, does not sound like that much. When like if you, if you've been working outside in the summer, oh, I drink I would, four of these does not sound egregious. Yeah, I drink um, when I was working this spring at the glass studio. I would I would drink. I had a big sixty four ounce water bottle. I would drink that in three hours and then I would yeah. usually refill it and drink it a second time during the actual class, which was another three hours. And sometimes it would be two and a half. So I was drinking, yeah. I was drinking more than a gallon of water every day. Yeah, sure. But if you've but like, like I said, if you've been outside in, in the heat working, not drinking, not actively drinking water, and then you take a water break, this is nothing. This goes, this disappears in 10 seconds and then you open another one. Mm-hmm. So do you know, do you know why she died? Do you know why water toxicity kills you? Why? Because you run out of electrolytes, and that's what plants crave. <clears throat> she died from a lack of electrolytes. <laughs> that's why you got to be uh, drinking uh, Brondo. Yeah, that's why you should be drinking Brondo. Yeah. Do you Do you have any more? That's my last. Uh, one. We've got one last news story. This news story comes to us from. Uh, Wisconsin, where else would it come from? Uh, because firefighters were on the scene up to their knees in melted butter, trying to get up the steps of the Associated Milk Producers Inc. dairy plant in Portage, Wisconsin, uh, when it was uh, it caught on fire that night. Uh, this was back in January. 
Uh, the fire caused so much butter to melt that a molten river flowed from the factory into the portage canal that runs beside it. Paula Dean starts sweating. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, a river of butter. Here's the thing. Uh, months later, they discovered that there was an egregious amount of Wisconsinites in um, Portage that were actually, the doctors have found them healthier. Because the butter in the water? Because the water diluted the butter. The the, 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 the river of butter diluted that water into being only 50% butter as opposed to the usual 100% liquid butter they drink as part of their diet. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's, can, can you imagine like having to fill out that, that <laughs> incident report at yeah, work? Yeah. And it's like, ah, oh, what happened in the fire this, this week, chief? Well, uh, river of butter formed <laughs> in uh, the building and flowed out into the major, major waterway like that. They're having to file yeah. shit with the EPA and stuff as yeah. to what it happened. Hit a beaver dam and started curdling <laughs> and, uh, we've got this unique beaver dam cheese we can sell, raise, yeah. uh, raise some money for the troops. That's so fucking gross. I he Oxmad livestream drinks yeah. a big glass of butter every day. Yeah. That's uh that's disgusting. It's <laughs> <laughs> absolutely revolting. Well, that brings us to the middle of our episode, or that that this has been the Rikita News Network. Definitely not fake news. And it takes care of our legal obligations this week, but you know it doesn't take care of Tim. What? Uh, getting us our treatment for our crippling butter addictions. And if you want to help us, you can visit us at Patreon at subscribestar.com forward slash HWIDG tip.hwidg.com. And, uh, I clicked the wrong thing. Patreon.com forward slash HWIDG, which stands for here's what I don't get. And also don't forget about the, uh, the back door of the local AMC theater. That's the, to get the, the free butter. The butter yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you can visit, uh, over there, we have five tiers. We have the one book tier, which gets your early access to each week's episode, plus our mini sodes where we talk about some of the little small bits and bobs, things that bother us. Uh, you can We have a $2 tier, where we throw the random bits we do now and again. I've got one with Chaco coming out this week. Uh, we have our $5 tier, where we do our bonus episodes. Here's what I do get. We drop the hate and talk about what's great. Then we have our $10 tier, where you just submit a film, you vote on what film we watch, and we watch and record a finish with commentary. And then finally have our $50 spike producer tier where you get a say in the show. You can demand a special uh, episode commentary. You can ban a voicemailer. I think BonerGuy69 is finally unbanned from the voicemail this week. Uh, and, and anything that you want us to do that we can reasonably accomplish, we'll do so. And I want to say thank you to all our patrons, big and small, because without your generous support over the years, this show would not be going 350 consecutive episodes strong. So uh, thank you. Thank you to everyone. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what slow chat is, but I, I don't have that turned on. Or maybe I maybe I do. I don't know. My keyboard's too far away. It's all the way over there. Anyway, well, let's get back to some issues. Here's what I'll get to him. The Inhumans. Uh, did you ever did you ever watch that show? Ah uh, no, I uh, I man, boy, I I, I like a bad it. idea at the time. That Black Bolt guy, boy, he sucks. Yeah, yeah. It's a, what a, what a terrible main character. Your main character. Hey, let's make our main character not able to talk. Yeah, we have a we have a team of mutants uh, that that need to save the world and are, are persecuted for their mutantness. Uh, the X Men? No, 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 no. <laughs> another one. Mm, mm, 
or it's like the, the Inhumans were like, "Hey, mom, like we, I want, I want the X Men. Like you have, have the X Men at, at home. home. Yeah. It's, it's fucking I don't want to play with Crystal. She's weird. <laughs> yeah, I know it may seem like I'm late to the party because I think that show came out in like 2015. 2014. Was it, it was, yeah, and it was, it was canceled yeah. before the end of one it was season. Like eight episodes, yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm bringing it in now because this is something that's important and needs to be yeah. talked about. Yeah. Actually, I don't, I'm not talking about the uh, TV show, the, the Inhumans. I am talking about people that are not humans anymore uh-huh. or never were. Yeah. So I got into this conversation a few months ago and we were talking about AI art. Yeah. And if whether or not AI generated images are constitute being art and where I landed on this, and I think I talked about it on the show in order to create art, you have to have a soul without a soul. You can't create art. Yeah. Um, and what I've come to discover over the last few years is I think that there are a lot of people in the world that we live with that do not have souls. They're incapable of, thinking and reasoning they don't have that internal monologue they don't have that internal they can't like see the pictures in their head yeah they don't they don't have an imagination and they lack the ability to create because creation is inherently an art that comes from the soul so uh like there's a new Ninja Turtles movie coming out. And as we talked about before, Redhead Erasure, they took a beautiful white woman, a beautiful Irish white woman, uh-huh. and turned her into a drab black girl. Uh-huh. And it's just like, yeah, fucking there goes another one. And yeah, it's all we- those, all those, all those darn white people in the Ninja Turtle series. Yeah. And it's weird because like the little mermaid, right? They, they tried, they cast a, an attractive black woman to be Ariel. Uh-huh. But when they made this fucking Ninja Turtles movie, they made her just f- ugly. They made her not to not have any um, beauty or aesthetic pleasure at all. She's yeah. just like this lump. And everyone on the, in the comments on Twitter and stuff are like, Oh, I, you know, why, why can't they just make something new? They can't, they can't make things. They're incapable of creation. Hollywood is uh, filled with a, a bunch of people that don't have souls. All yeah, of these writers yeah. don't have souls. That's why things like um, they they made an episode of uh, whatever the new Star Trek series is that's take that's not that was going to be called Star Trek Enterprise. Um, new Strange New Worlds. Strange New Worlds. They made an episode of that that's a musical episode, and I think my fucking second episode ever of the show. I brought in musical episodes as my issue because I hate musical episodes i f- i felt even then years ago that when a series does a musical episode it means they have lo- they've run out they've gone creatively bankrupt they have absolutely no idea i, I don't need to see it uh, and no I, one no one can hear what you're playing <laughs> you look like an ass someone sent me the link <laughs> uh, during the show <laughs> it's it doesn't how they it, knew you were going to talk about it it and then everyone's like, well, well, why do they have to tear it down? Why can't they make their own thing? Like, they, they just don't have souls. The writers don't have souls. The actors don't have souls. They're not human. And I say that because for a while I thought maybe I was the mutant. I thought maybe I wasn't the human. Mm-hmm. But I have to be a human because if I have to believe that there are more people, I'm not the outlier that, that it will die off. I yeah. have to imagine, I have to believe that there are other people like me out there that are perpetuating our race. And... Because if if I'm the fucking mutation and 
and I'm this world exists in three dimensions for me and everyone else is living in a two dimensional world because they're a bunch of NPCs without a humanness to them. Uh, that is the most miserable uh, yeah. hell yeah. I can ever imagine. Yeah. And I just, I hate them. I really hate them all. Um, I hate the way that they, they come in these inhumans, they come, they're locusts and they just devour because they want to be a creator. They want to have that spark and they just don't have it. Yeah. They don't have that divine spark that was put inside of us by a, by a creator that allows us to make things. All they can do is, is mimic and, and destroy. And they're so fucking twisted around because they're, because they're all without having a soul, you can program anything into into a person. You can make them bend them to your will. That's how why they're able to like keep these counter cognitive dissonant ideas going at the same time. And so everything has to be shaped by that program that goes into them. And that's why what comes out of them is just devoid of all meaning. And so the more I see it in media, the more I see like this this desecration of our like societal society's idols the more that I just hate the people that make them and I wish that they would all die. It's, it's the kind of, it's like the, there's, and it's more than just media. There's a lack of empathy. There are people that have this total lack of empathy that, that are willing to be trash. You know, when you're driving, when you're yeah. driving out to dinner and we drove past the street corner where a guy lives in a pile of shopping carts and blankets and it's much bigger than whatever you're thinking. And, and yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's like a it's like a four man tent. It, yeah, size, it's the size it's of a, a car pile. It's two cars. Two cars. Yeah. It's just a pile of trash. And in Portland, like that's that one is weird here. It's it's very much out of place. He's on this street corner, kind of blocking the sidewalk. I guess he's on enough. He's on a public enough area that the homeowner can't make any changes, and the city's just going to let him be there. I I would buy a can of pepper spray. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't. But how can you have a soul and allow yourself to live like that? Yeah, you can't, right? Like you cannot have. Obviously, there's some kind of drive for survival that keeps it alive. But you know, snakes and rats <laughs> yeah, have a yeah. drive for survival. There's there's no want to a, there's no aspirations like the the this constant argument about a minimum wage. We need to like raise and have a living wage. There's no, if you have, if you can have all your needs met by doing the most menial things, is that what you aspire to be? Do you, do you want to be a burger flipper McDonald's? <laughs> and, and we shot down, we like, we destroyed in our culture uh, trades as a, you yeah, know, I'm yeah. working on this, this, um, this renovation. We have all these union tradesmen in electricians and, and union carpenters and finished carpenters and, uh, HVAC guys and welders and structural steel, and they're all, you know, ten to fifteen years older than me. Yep. And I'm like, where, where are the twenty five year old guys? Where are the thirty year old guys well, in this? I was gonna say, I, I, I this, it's the, you know, the same thing like the union in Tulsa. It's yeah. It's what's it's it's the two ends of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. It's the super old guys that have been there forever. You know, maybe like twenty five percent in the middle. Mm -hmm. And then the other uh, huge is, you know, the, all the young people. Yeah. You know, using it as 
a stepping stone, a stepping stone, or maybe they want to, they want to do it. You know, they've heard about it and unfortunately are not going to be able to use it as a, a way to learn things. Yeah. Uh, and like, and, and I, I see these, these craftsmen, they're working, they're doing something that no one will ever see, but the ones that are really good at it, you know, they're not making a fine art. They're not, you know, sculpting pumpkins out of hot glass, but they, they are using, there is a spark there. There's something that drives them. There's something human. And, and so to me, I've never thought that art has to be, uh, you know, this something necessarily beautiful. I, that's why I hate modern art, you know, modern art yeah. where it's just like lines on a canvas or fucking splatters of shit. It's, and then uh, I love, um, you know, going to the art museum here and you like see the, these like old, the work of old masters mm-hmm. where they just went into this excruciating detail and they would yeah. spend decades on a piece and, and that kind of, attention and even even the impressionist stuff which i don't like as much but they're like adding a style to to instead of realism and i don't think all art has to be real it has to have, have true no, realism no. but then you see like the modern art thing and they're just like yeah i uh threw a bunch of shit at this wall and now it's a twenty thousand dollar piece of art yeah. and i'm like but there where's the where's the spark where's the art why you know i could make this right now yeah and Anybody could make it. You could make this with a fucking photocopier. There's no, there's no meaning there. Yeah. And so it just like the banana taped to a wall or mm-hmm. whatever, where they change the banana out every day. Yeah. And that's a real ship of Theseus thing, where yeah. like, oh, I could tape a banana. I have a banana. I have bananas, and I got tape. We could make that piece of art right here yeah. in this house right now. Where's the Where's the spark? Where's the the meaning? Um. I. And to be treated as a second-class citizen by these soulless NPCs, to to be like beaten and mocked and ridiculed for having a drive for something other than mediocrity is it, it's insane. It's insane to me that we've we've like people without aspirations are who we are trying to cater society yeah, towards, yeah, yeah. like. I, I don't, and I'm not one to say like, oh, you, you know, working, working at Walmart's a, a shit job for shit people, but you should always want to be in a better position than you are. So, and you should only count on yourself to be able to do that. Like, I don't, I'd love to get a raise at my current job, but I know that there are like structures and limitations, but what I can do is I can take what I get paid at this job and I can go find a job that is, has a better use pay it, or, or better. Yeah, yeah. Use that leverage and aspire to do something more than what I'm doing now. It's, it's just, it's so fresh. And, and really the last, the last five years started to is where I started to really see this. And I, I kind of talked about on the show, I brought it in little p- bits and pieces. It, I, I do. I I really think that there are people that are among us that are not human and not like they're lizard people, but just that they somehow lack that divine spark as if there was only ever enough light to, to, you know, to make a million people live or a billion people live. And now we have 9 billion people, 7 billion people on the planet. Like, and so either some people get a very small amount of the light or some people get more of the light or some people get none. 
I don't know what the answer is. It It's very uh, philosophical, but I do recognize it around me more and more, more and more people that I see and, and like the lights are on, but nobody's home. I, <laughs> I did WATP this week and there was, um, I reviewed this show called that's offensive. And it's this only fans podcast where these only fans, you know, people interview one another and talk about squirting and, and it was just gross. But the the main host lady deals. She was completely devoid of life in her face. It was shocking, and I saw it like right away. Yeah. When yeah. I first hit play, and I saw her face, I was like, "This woman is dead inside." This the podcast was not her idea. Uh, yeah, you know I mean? or, like, or maybe it was. Or maybe it was a marketing ga- gimmick. I, yeah, I don't yeah, know. I don't know where right. that where the podcast came from. But I was just, I've never so clearly seen that there's a, a human, an empty human being like that just on display. Her eyes were just lifeless. And it was, it was somewhat terrifying to see and contemplate that. Yeah. Like, not just that this person was empty inside, but that like 20,000 people watched this video and got something out of this woman being empty inside. And it was, it was like 55 or 60 episodes of the show. So, you know, there's a lot of people tuning in each week to gaze into this vapid void of humanity and be okay with it. Which is nuts because usually like the, the, the norm to me is like, I've seen like those people, but they're able to put it on, put, put it on. Mm-hmm. for the length of the show and if you but if you had the had the experience to be able to, to see them before and after mm-hmm. you can see it you can see it like you can see the light fade from their eyes yeah. afterwards mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. and i've been in the i've been in the same the uh i've been in a similar situation where you're on you you work on stage with someone yeah and you they come off but you can still feel that energy coming that that comes and goes like I work with a guy for a long time. Um, he's a really good friend. He's a guitar player and he, um, we've had long conversations about energy and especially energy or specifically energy in a live performance setting. Yeah. And you can, I, and I've been at that shows and, and where you feel it, like yep. you feel this, like ugh, this buzz. And I've even been, you know, at, at when I was doing the arena in Tulsa where I felt that electricity in the crowd yeah. that I was not a part of. And, you know, when you're in the performance aid, you, you're kind of you're putting it out into the people, and the people are giving it back, yeah. and and it it burns through you, but it doesn't burn you out. But you do like you have this this kind of spent feeling at the end of a show, and, I, and I've been with those kind of people where they're they're they've been exhausted, but they're not dead. Dead. Yeah. 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 And I've seen, and I and I when I'm looking back. I've seen now that I have been with people who were dead when they came off stage. Yeah. I worked with actors yeah. who, who were, who were empty vessels. And I, at, in college, I worked with a couple of them and I thought that that was like, that made them a great actor because they could be filled with a role and yeah. then they could just kind of like cast it off. And now I, I don't even pity them. I used to, I used to pity them. And I see it like there are people there are people that are still I've been getting into I've been picking fights on Twitter with people that are still thinking that like 
the the scamdemic is real and yeah. like they're they're at a greater risk of dying now than they were in <laughs> February of 2020 and I'm just like you you need to wake up I I, I don't feel bad for you because you've chosen this yeah. or you you've allowed yourself to be programmed in this way um like you feel bad for someone who gets mistreated and and gets like the short end of a stick like a flood happens and washes away someone's home you feel bad for that person yeah. A person builds their home in a floodplain, and then a flood happens. And you're like, "Well, that's that's kind of fucking stupid." Yeah. Um, and so I don't feel bad for the Inhumans anymore because I know that one day they will try to kill me. <laughs> I, I and I feel like that day is coming closer and closer. The way society is, the way the rhetoric is amping up, we are we are reaching a level of in our culture where we're going to be start having thought crime and they are really, I can see the like building blocks being put into the programming so that they can like switch it on and turn those people against us. And we saw it happen with the pandemic. We saw our friends, our, our family members, we saw them turn on it in, on an, in an instant to, Oh, you, you won't wear a mask. You are literally Hitler. You must be destroyed. Like the, the, the stuff they were saying about like, if the, we need to make it a winner of death for the unvaccinated, you need to be locked out of your homes. And like, I know there's some biblical stuff about the mark of the beast and you won't be able to buy or sell without it. And man cow talked about all that. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know about that stuff, but what I do know is I, I saw it happen in 2016 when we started to have this weird conversation on the internet of, is it okay to punch a Nazi? Yeah. Is violence okay to punch a Nazi? And everyone was like, yeah, it's okay to punch a Nazi. And I saw right then it was like, no, 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 no. This is a bad conversation. This is a conversation. We're having this conversation of, is it okay to punch a Nazi so that they, they can now create justified violence yeah. when you can just say that someone's a Nazi without backing it up in any way. And then that's fucking exactly what happened. It's like, oh yeah, all right. The Proud Boys, they're Nazis. Antifa guys, you can go pick this fight, and and somehow the people picking the fight are in the in the wrong. And I I was like, I, I was I was apathetic about it. I was like, oh yeah, I'm right again. I'm right again. I'm right again. I'm right again. And now it scares me. It scares me the world that I live in. It scares me that I can live in a world with people that that I. I are not alive in the same way that I am alive. And it scares me that, that we're okay with that. And I think that the people in power know that, know this, what I have, what I have come to learn. I think they've known for a long time. And I think that they like, they've built their structures of power on the backs of those people. So that was a really weird, um, that's a really weird issue to bring in. Um, but it's something that I, it's something that I've kind of been processing for a long time. Like I said, I've kind of like I've seen it, I've seen the facets, and now I kind of feel like I'm, I'm starting to see more of the whole picture, or I'm I've been seeing the symptoms, and now I can see the disease kind of thing. So I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm crazy. We'll we'll find out. I guess we'll find out in in five or ten years when yeah. we're all uh, living as slaves. Boy, they're having a long conversation there. I don't know if I can click through all that shit. <laughs> but uh, anyway, do you, hey, do you get a podcast? Yeah, <laughs> fucking losers. Uh, no, I'm kidding. 
Anything you want to add about Inhumans? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I feel like I feel like the it was how how long ago was it we started using the term NPC? Yeah, it, it was been in the last few years, yeah. and. And I, I was like, wow, that's fucking spot on. That it is, is so spot on. It is. But I don't think uh I think it I think it it uh it de it made it not serious. Mm. It, yeah, it kind of became a joke yeah. as as whereas it should have been like a public health crisis. Yeah. There are people around you that can't see the apple. And I, it blows my it blows my mind every time and, every single time I think about it. And yeah, and not just not just not just like their apple isn't as defined as your no. apple. It, like there are people that just just like there's just not there. Yeah, I remember that that one came out and I was I was fucking or the like, having the no hell? inner monologue. It was like you the, don't the inner monologue one. You don't have fake conversations with other people in your head. And and I'm like. I can I can listen to music. I can yeah. I can create sound effects. Yep. I can take and layer audio sound. Like that's how I sound design. Is I sit and I I take sounds apart and yeah. then put them together with other sounds, and and I'm just like you can't. That one hasn't that one hasn't been talked about. I think that one's probably it's not maybe not more rare, but it's less applicable mm-hmm. to most people. But I, when we started talking about apples and inner monologues, I was like, "Oh, there are definitely people then." And I, and I and I know that there are. I met those people because I remember in college, I was doing a presentation on a show that I was doing, and I had made a flashbulb sound effect. Yeah. And my flashbulb sound effect was, uh, I had gone into a little studio, the mic kind of like this one, and I bought. I went to uh, the grocery store and I bought a bunch of brown like paper lunch sacks. Yeah. It was like a twenty-five pack or something, twenty-four pack, whatever the fucking thing was. And I and blew, blew into up, it, yeah. And I popped them. Popped, yeah. And I did. I just did a bunch of and different distance away from the mic and different. And then I went and I had a bag of uh, peanuts. Yep. And Crunch. I just went and crunched them in front yep. of the microphone. And I did that a bunch of times. And so then I had all those samples and I put together and I played the sound effect. And I was presenting on that and I talked about recording those sound effects myself and doing my own foley. And one of the scenic design students said, "How did you know that that would do that would sound that way?" And I had no answer for it. I'm like, I, I don't know. I just do you not know what a light bulb <laughs> being hit. I mean, I mean, if you, I I knew what I knew what the sound effect needed to sound like, and it I needs knew to sound that like those, a things, <laughs> those things would yeah, make yeah. the the sound. I, I can't. I didn't like reading a book. This is how you make a sound yeah. a sound effect. I just and now I now I understand. Like that's a person that doesn't have that sound playing in their yeah. head. Um, but yeah, I was stumped and I, I, I felt, and I felt like the idiot and the, like, what do you mean? And, and that was something that bothered me in my entire college career was that I'm in this fine arts program. We're talking about, um, we're talking about making art and they're always talking about it being a process. What's your process? How do you go through this process? I'm like, what, what fucking what process? process? I visualize I, it and then try to do that. Yeah. I, I don't need to do research on how to do this thing. I like this is I'm making this art. Yeah. I'm just going to make this art. And, and then I, what I ended up having to do is I had to like take the picture in my head and then backtrack, backtrack it through, do a reverse yeah. of their process so I could show them their process. Like so reverse proof their, their classes. Yeah. yeah. But 
that wasn't where I, I read the script and I had the pictures in my head. I read the script and I had the sounds in my head. I just knew that's what it was. Like an, like an, like an autistic math guy that doesn't want to show his work. Yeah. And it, it made, it drove me nuts. Yeah. It drove me nuts to constantly have that conversation. So I'm like, no, 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 we're making art. Art should just come from within you. And they wanted it to be the, and it bought, and I, it annoyed me because I was like, what you're, what you're saying. And I, I couldn't articulate it then because I didn't understand the whole problem. But yeah. what you're saying is that if you had the right research, you could just make my show, but you can't make my show because you're not me. I can't make the same shows that I made 10 years ago because I'm a, a di- different even person. Even I followed that process. Yeah. I'm, I'm a different person. I'm making a different kind of art. But, and and a ten a, and a version of me ten years ago couldn't make the art that I can make now. Yeah, even if he followed whatever like recipe that I made, because our I, I that person had a divine spark, but it's been tempered and it's grown in different ways o- yeah. over time. Yeah, and I. It just, I, I, again, it's like this thing, it was this thing that bothered me. And this is, you know, 10 years ago now that just drove me nuts. And, but I could never explain why. And so when I would like argue about it with, with my professors, I looked like the asshole. When yeah. I was asked, how do you know that the sound effect got made? I look like I was stupid. <laughs> and now, now I'm starting to understand that it wasn't me. And this is, I'm not, I don't know if they're wrong, but I, I, there wasn't a failure in me to not be able to say those things. I just didn't know enough to be able to say like, no, it's not a process. It's an art. If yeah. it's not coming from inside of you, then you're just doing a fucking job. And if you're just doing a fucking job, go find a fucking different one. Yeah. Because I really don't want to compete with you for projects when you aren't doing projects with your heart. You're doing them with your wallet. Yeah. Uh, cause I kind of hate you. That's the way <laughs> I felt about Hamilton when I saw Hamilton. Yeah. Um, I thought I was going to hate Hamilton because of like all the politics around it, but I actually, I really enjoyed it as a, I enjoyed the script. Yes. I thought the script was, uh, was really clever and interesting, but I felt that the lighting design, the scenic design, the costume design, everything, the props. Yeah. I felt like every other aspect of the show was just fucking phoned in. And I was like, yeah, it's, it's and, so milk toast and yeah, and I was bare like, bones. This and, show deserves a lot better than that. Yeah. I think that the script had a spark. That was what made it. And I yeah, think that pe- the other design <laughs> elements were just people being like, well, I'm uh, I'm Ken Billington. I'm a massive, famous uh, Broadway lighting designer. Of course I have to do this show because it's going to be this big, important yeah. thing. And it's like, well, could you fucking show up for work there, Ken? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's my issue. The Inhumans. I hate. I hate the in the Inhumans. F- fucking whistling loud. Is that your superpower? Yeah. Lame as shit. Uh. Well, this has been here's what I don't get. I'm Tab Burke. I'm Tim the Handlebreaker. We'll catch you guys next week. See ya. If you want to call into Here's I Got Hotline, call us at 704-750-9434 and tell us what you don't get. Or you can visit us in the Discord under voicemail upload. Uh, I've got some voicemails that came in while we were recording today. Hey, Deb. Andy here. 
really appreciate the shout out last week where you were mentioning all your wrestlers you've heard of and you said Andrew the Giant. I mean, I'm not really that big, but <laughs> I, I really appreciate it, man. Thank you. Uh, do you really say Andrew the Giant? I, I guess so. <laughs> I might have just been my accent. Might have been the accent, yeah. Yeah. Fucking Every fucking time. Is this super quiet for them too, or is it okay, just my headphones? It's, 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 it's me too. Oh shit. Uh, I don't know. Someone will have to tell me. I might have to boost these. Are you, you're, uh, what? Uh, what are you plugged into? I'm what? plugged into the soundboard. Where? Right here. And then that goes over to the soundboard. From where? What do you mean from where? Where where is the where are the voicemails coming from? They're coming from the computer, Tim. Where's the computer what port? <laughs> Tim, are you gonna come into my house and shit on the way the shit is set up? It's going through StreamYard. I don't need okay. any wires. Okay. Welcome to the fucking future. Hey, it's it's been a while. Uh uh, I think it. I think it might just be like our individual headphone Maybe. feeds. I'm gonna turn those up. See if that changes anything. Oh, that that got real loud real quick. Hey guys, it's Sage. I just fucking called. So here's two. Here's what I don't get. One, when I, there's absolutely no fucking traffic on our radios and shit for fucking hours. And then the second I try to make a phone call, these motherfuckers have to get on the radio. What the fuck is that? Uh, second fucking here's what I don't get is I I have some, like, dry skin issues uh, this fucking summer, really bad for some reason. So I'm bringing fucking lotion with me. And <laughs> what ended up happening is I fucking have it in my pocket and it fucking breaks. And now it looks like I have fucking cum in my pants. So, <laughs> thank God. This is fucking great. And now people are still for. talking on the fucking radio. Jesus Christ, shut your fucking mouth. All right, that's it. Bye. I, um, on, when I was taking the pumpkin class on Thursday, I was uh, shuffling some the pipes out. of the, we, There's a bucket of water and you plug a, a hose that blows air through yeah. it so you can stick the pipe in the water and uh, it won't make steam shoot out the top. And so the hoses were all in use and yeah. I needed to put a new one in. And so I was kind of like shuffling the ones that were clean of glass back into the pipe warmer and shuffling stuff around. And the instructor comes over and, and the, the buckets fill up with cullet of glass. So you have to add more water and yeah. then more glass, more water. he goes and to put the water, the hose in and, Shoots into the bucket and then just like fucking loops right out, right on my dick. Oh. I look like I just pissed my pants. <laughs> and he's like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry." Yeah. And I, I just laughed. I was like, "Ah, no, it's no big deal. Don't worry about it." Yeah. And he said, "If you if you want to, you can spray me." And I was like, "No, nah, it'll it'll dry off in a minute. Yeah. It's hot enough in here." <laughs> so, but I was like. It was a fucking course. A fucking course in a look. Yep. It couldn't hit my knees. No, it has to hit you right in the dong. Yeah, I was I was at a show uh, a couple weeks ago, and it's, you know, uh, 7 in the morning, and I'm getting a coffee. And um, mm-hmm. so I, you know, I fill my, my paper cup up with coffee, and then I go get a creamer. And I go to open the creamer, 
and I'm putting just a little, just a little bit too much pressure on, on the sides. On the sides, and so as soon as I tear open a little bit, it spurts out, and I'm watching it. I'm holding it in front of me, and I, I'm watching it spurt out and fall right on, right in, the, right in the dick area, and then down the leg. <laughs> Looks like I jizzed all over my leg. <laughs> uh, that's the worst. Yeah. Hey, uh, Tab. Hey, Tony. This is Player Four. Oh, and uh, right I just wanted to bring in a don't get. So here's what I don't get. Hosts who bring in these stupid, sarcastic problems like, oh, cocaine bear not being, or being based on a true story and people not believing me. Like, it's really funny. Tony, uh, let me try it. Oh, yeah, it's really funny when people do that. They bring in problems like like not believing things based on a true story when, in fact, they are real. It's fucking tired and old. You've done it like five fucking times on the show, Tony. Stop it. Stop it. You've made me hate Italians. You brought Italians up on the racism oh list that I have. You you beat up black people. You and Vito kind. You made me hate Italians more than I dislike black people. You haven't beat out Jews, and you have Vinnie Paulino to thank for that. So go fuck yourself. Uh, Tony should be kicked off the show and probably killed. Bye. Oh, wow. That's, that's a strong <laughs> a strong hate right there. Yep. Uh, that's, some, that's some strong Italian beef. Worse than liver. Worse than liver. Yeah, that's what that's what uh, Stallone says about country music and yeah, rhinestone. Yeah, and then right. Freddie Hugo says that is a strong hit. <laughs> hey guys, it's Sage. Uh, so this one is for when Tony is on. Um, I'll give you a few seconds to pause it. That way, you know, you right, don't play for anybody else. Okay, uh, faggot. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Oh, who doesn't love fucking Tony? Well, uh, that wraps it up for this week's episode of Here's What I Don't Get. And unfortunately, I do have some bad news. We've decided that 350 will be the last episode of Here's What I Don't Get in regular production. Yeah, we've been Uh, lying to you this whole episode. We have been lying (laughs) to you this whole episode. Uh, Basically, it it comes down to a few things. I've overcommitted myself to a lot of different projects here and work and and this show. And I feel like I've really been under delivering for the last year. Um, I didn't want the show to end, but I also didn't want to put in the real effort that the show deserved. So we haven't done, you know, a proper we never got on a back on a proper bonus episode schedule. We went through this this period of hell when Tim and I were doing the show in person and we kind of it was super felt, easy to 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 let it go mainline it and well it was um, super easy to mainline when we could yeah you know, when we had the time <clears throat> yeah, to get together it was super easy for us to mainline and just do a bunch of yeah. we, you know we would get we'd get together on a day and we would record like the regular episode and then a commentary for this and then a bonus episode yeah. and um and I I just never really committed back to that and I it's tough. I, you know, we, we, that's a word. It's a day's worth of work. Yeah. I think that I should have, I've, I've grown to kind of wonder if, um, we should have let the show end at 300. If maybe it was me not wanting to let go or me needing to have my ego massaged by being like this famous podcaster who wants to be out on the internet and talking, but at the same time, kind of like hiding it in my, my own private life. So, 
it's been with a lot of discussions with the other co-hosts and kind of looking at my own lifestyle choices. And it felt like that this episode 350 was the great magnet. Um, Tim was going to be here in St. Louis. We get to do the show the way we used to, you know, sitting at a a shitty table, sitting in shitty chairs (laughs) and, um, you know, just talking as two friends. It's been seven years. The show's been on for almost seven years. Uh, December 2nd, 2016, the first episode hit the feeds. A few days prior to that, the first episode was put on to um, Patreon, and now it's been almost 2,500 days. Uh, It's been 2,440-something days that the show has been going, Um, and I think that's really cool. I think it's been... It's been a really special part of my life. This has been a window into my development from my late 20s into my early 30s. I think that if you were to go back and listen at any one time, um, maybe there's there's some growth there. Maybe not. I don't know. Uh, it's. I think it's time. I think you know, the, there's that crack. There's that famous cracked infographic that's about yeah the any good TV show you, you know, you have the first season that's kind of rough and then you have your second th- season where things start to get better and you have your third season, you know, fourth season where they're like the golden era and then people start to leave and the thing changes. And I thought about that a lot. And I thought about is this show in season seven or is it, are we, are we just trying to like extend the inevitable or are we, um, are we doing what we should be doing? Are, you know, are the are the episodes still as good with the change of format and the rotating hosts? And and I, I don't know if I have the answer to that, but I do. I do think it's time. It's time for me to let the show go. I think I maybe wasn't ready when we hit episode three hundred, which is yeah. why I tried to keep it going and and hold it together. But like I said, never really uh, committing to to doing it properly. You know, we should have been putting out all of this uh, this bonus stuff. We should have been committed and, and like I said, that's all my fault. Like I, I would, <clears throat> I've done, I've done, I bullet, you know, Hey, Buck and Chaco, let's do a bonus episode together. And then got too drunk and didn't should wake up to do the show with him and, uh, didn't get to, you know, they'll, you know, but Joe, uh, El Chaco will, will message me and say, Hey, why don't we, why don't we do a bonus episode this week? And I'm like, oh, well, let me let me shuffle around my other stuff. Um, so I think maybe there was a little bit more commitment there than what I was giving. Uh, people in the comments are saying are asking, "Is this a joke?" It's not April Fools. No, this is, this is real. Um, we, we didn't want the the last episode to be the usual. Yeah, we and I didn't want downer of a yeah, yeah. didn't want to. Um, overshadow the the beginning of the show by saying this is going to be the last one. We wanted to do an episode just like we've done for 350 weeks um, and and then kind of announce it here at the end. Uh, 350 episodes. I mean, I've done done (laughs) probably somewhere around 330 of those between being a guest as Mad Cucks in the first season and being missing mad cucks on a couple two episodes, episodes since then, missing a couple, like that, two yeah. or three episodes here and there. I mean, that's, that's a lot. 
and I feel like I feel like the the thing has really changed. But this this uh, everything's a contest, and so our top <laughs> our top eleven, despite being only eleven percent of the patrons, yeah, uh, these folks have contributed fifty uh, percent of all of the earnings we've ever made. And this is from this is from the bottom of the top, our our top patrons ever. Cassandra Dixon, Rob, Kel, Oshi, Paul Morris, Sevilla, Kyle, Quade Davis, Mr. Kill Everything, who's watching along right now, Necro C, Andrew Springer, my friend Dick Masterson, who I'd like to thank in this final episode, John, Justin Thompson, Kyle Fawcett, Corey Farmer, Koof, Chris Webb, Scotty G, Kenny C, Captain Carl, who's watching right now, Holland Oates, Steve Martin, Dealey18, Craig W., Nick Ricada from Lost Plane in the Interwebs, one of our longest-running uh, patrons, too, Nick Ricada, Jay, Mr. Hamilton Berger, Gray Bush, Fred Rush, and then our biggest patron that we've had the entire run of the show, Matt from Minnesota, one of our, our biggest supporters. I want to say thank you to all of you. Um, there, there are about 250 more names on this list. Yeah, there's a lot more names. I, and I, I could go through, um, but I, yeah, thank you. Um, I think one of the, one of the problems I've had in my whole life is that I'll say things and I feel like I'm not listened to. Yeah. Um, and that just, it's just always annoyed me. So it's been a very gratifying experience to know that when I come on the, the show and I talk to you, you're welcoming me into your life for an hour and a half, two hours, and you're listening. And that's something that I wouldn't trade for the world. Um, but like I said, I think it's time. It's time to let the show go. Yeah. So uh, thank you to all everyone who's supported the show over the years. Everyone who's listened. Um, I then want to say thank you to El Chaco and Buck for starting the show. Of course. So many years ago, I want to thank them both for coming back for this last season of the show and um, closing it out with us. I want to say thanks to our friend Tony from Hank the, Hack the Movies who became a host. He was a guest many times. Yeah, many times. And uh, most of all, I want to thank you, Tim. Thanks. Yeah. Um, my best friend, everybody, Tim. <laughs> yeah, it was. I remember it was weird when you first asked me if I wanted to do the podcast because I hadn't listened to it and you know, I had listened to podcasts, but not really... I I, I I'd listen to a couple of talky podcasts, but you know, like you know, all the podcasts I listen to were sort of, I don't know, shenanigans based. Yeah, almost like a game show, the game show style ones. Uh, and I never thought that I would ever have much to say. Uh, and the, I remember the first when we did like a test episode. Uh, I think what really what really settled it was we did a test episode the way we usually hung out, which, which is driving is around in driving the car. around in the car. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think that's what cemented it for me in that even if I didn't think it, we would I would have much to say uh, that it would still be a fun time because we were we were just hanging out. Yeah. Yeah, we got. I mean, we got paid to hang out once a week for yeah five years. Um, yeah, it was truly some of the you know some really great times. We'd go, you know, we would go eat, you know, and when we were recording all the stuff in one day, 
uh, when I was living with my dad, we'd like, you know, we'd have lunch and dinner and yeah. just record all day. And, you know, that's been, you've gotten, the listeners have gotten to uh, be a part of our friendship, you know, yeah. for almost half of it. We've been, for, we've been friends now for fucking 15 years, 20, At least, yeah. 20 years, somewhere yeah. in that, that Somewhere range. around there. Um, so, yeah, the, the show will stay on the internet. We're going to keep the the feed alive for anybody who wants to go back and listen. Um, the I think that we will keep the the Patreon stuff available for for old patrons. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're feeling disappointed that we're ending the show at the beginning of the month and you just got charged, let me know. I'm happy to refund your August Patreon uh, donations. I don't want anyone to feel like they got kind of bait and switched yeah, on this. Yeah. So, um, and I, I think there might be, we might put out a couple like Buck and Chaco, uh, Tony, if he wants to come in and do, um, a farewell episode yeah, yeah, we'll like put maybe, out on know, the final words or something mm-hmm, yeah. on, on that feed. But this feed will, the main feed on HWIDG.com, this will be the last post. So, I just I want to yeah just thank you everyone again yeah. for being a part of this. Uh, we'll keep the Discord op- open. Oh, if yeah. you're part of the Discord community, uh, stay there and hang out. And uh, yeah, I think that's it. I I, I could talk for hours, um, but clean and quick and easy. I think so. That's probably best. Yeah, yeah. So until we meet again. Yep. Um, don't give up. There, there are people out out there with you, and uh, yeah, I've been Tad Burt. I'm Tim the Hinnebreaker. Hasta luego. Bye. <laughs>